couple years down the road, you go home. McLean, Virginia. The Hamlet. Burnham Wood Drive. <laughs> Should we? Eh, eh, never mind. So you go home, right? You uh, you got a rental car. Pull yeah. into the pull into the driveway. Why am I going home? You uh, you got a phone call from your old crew. That was, <laughs> what do you that was mean? pretty concerning. My old, cr- I got a phone call from like everybody in the crew. Or? No, just like I, I mean, it's like crew business. But it's not like everybody. Like you, you received a phone call from one of the crew members, but uh, it's related to like crew activities. What they say? You see, in uh, 1997, you and three of your friends found a dead body. Holy shit! So I was 13. Yeah. You were playing Holy fucking shit. There was like this part in the woods where it kind of like went down a hill into like this pipe, you know, like a big water pipe, like a drainage ditch. God, I know so many woods like that. And it was Fuck. you guys called it was called the Narrows. <laughs> right? Holy shit. So you and your friends would like hang out down there, you and your crew, and you'd like, you know, smoke cigarettes and you know, just fucking throw rocks, knock trees over. <laughs> You know, just Fuck yeah. being fucking thirteen year old boys. Yeah, yeah. Talking about fingering and stuff. You know, I have no idea. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was honestly like the place that you uh, you learned the most about your sexuality was the narrows. Wow. You and the crew talking about girls. Yeah. Talking about, you know, life. Who was in the crew? It was uh so there's four of you. There was uh you. There was uh, Stanley uh, Willoughby. Yeah. There was uh, Darwin Frank. <laughs> there was uh, Darwin Frank. Yeah. There was uh, Mike Tinto. <laughs> Mike Tinto. Yeah. Mike Tinto. Uh, it's his deal. Mike Tinto, his dad ran a uh, glass repair business. Oh shit! Yeah. So, Aaron. like, if you, if like, if there was like an accident or something, and you needed like, uh, you know, you needed like a windshield repair. You know what I mean? You would yeah. go to Tinto's Tints, and uh, you know, you would go in. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Uh, you would go in there and you would like see his dad, you know, and uh, he would like he was always like really fair with people. And, you know, he, he did fucking good tent jobs, too. I mean, that was like how he made most of his money. But, you know, he was like a collision repair joint. So he was a kid who like he came up and like he had like his family, like like they did pretty well. Yeah. So like he came up with like a little bit of money, but it, but it was like like blue collar money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. You liked him a lot. You, uh... So, like, the four of you guys were, like, thick as thieves. You know what I mean? You called each other. You said you had a name for your group. You guys were... My crew. Yeah, your, your little crew. 
you guys called yourselves the swarm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you guys called yourself the swarm because <laughs> every uh, summer your little, uh, your little, like the Hamlet uh, would have like a, like end of summer blowout, you know, where like, there was like a, a you guys like had a, a fire pit, you roasted a pig and everybody brought side dishes and like the whole community kind of came together and there was like, you know, a fucking band played and there was like horseshoes and shit like that. <laughs> horseshoes? Yeah, yeah, you guys played horseshoes, you know? Alright. Play washers. You guys are throwing bags. You know what I mean? Some kid. God, that uh, sounds fun. Some yeah. some kid two years before this uh, lost a big toe due to a lawn dart. So there's no more of those, you know. Shit. But that's okay. But you guys call yourself the swarm. <laughs> the swarm. Because the first year that Stephen <laughs> Willoughby moved to town. Yeah. Uh, it was like the four of you guys just kind of came together that summer, and it's because they they put out this fresh, juicy watermelon and the four of you guys from different parts of the party when that watermelon was laid out you guys just beeline towards it and you were like the only ones there and like people are trying to get slices of this watermelon and you guys are like 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 just a, like a <laughs> bunch of coyotes you just like wouldn't let any, you just wouldn't let anybody in how do we get away with that? Well, because you were so ferocious. People were just like, fine. And some lady, as she was walking away, she goes, <laughs> she goes, uh, as, as she was walking away, frustrated that she couldn't get any watermelon. She goes, uh, those boys just swarmed to that watermelon. Man. And you all, the four of you looked at each other. And we knew. And you all knew. I feel and, like uh, was this was this done in my neighborhood area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, it was like I feel like people would have told my mom if we did that. Well, your mom, I think your people, mom was there, you know. But I feel like people would have been very mad at us and gotten us in huge trouble. You would think that, but people were just kind of like, "Well, you know, it's better this than the cake." You know. <laughs> and there was like a guy. There was a guy who lived in the hamlet who had a farm at the edge of town. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he grew what's his name his name was uh his sergeant first class donald funk donald funk yeah he uh he's retired from the military and uh, he grows watermelons just outside of mclean virginia and so he, a, he was like hey yeah. don't worry let the boys have that one i've got more and he brought like another couple big ones out so people what like cool weren't like, people right. like weren't like too pissed you know there's plenty to go around let me ask you this. Um, all of the street names where I grew up are all Shakespeare references. Yeah. What street do you live on? Who? Oh, that the, guy? Donald Funk. Yeah. He lived on uh, Globe Boulevard. <laughs> Named after the Globe Theater. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fucking cool, dude. Yeah, dude. That rules. Yeah. Hell yeah. What a cool guy. Is he like, dude, is he a, a cool guy? The global yeah. art is a cul-de-sac, and in the middle sure. of the cul-de-sac is just a giant bronze globe, and it's all that. it's always moving. <laughs> <laughs> it never stops. It's like it's like one of those like eternal flame on JFK's <laughs> grave kind of things. Like nothing stops it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, global <laughs> artists. 
pretty nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. God, I want to take you my neighborhood so bad. If you, uh, I mean, if you can sleep through the grinding gears of that fucking globe, <laughs> you'll love it. <laughs> Wait, it was that loud? I mean, every every now and then, you know. Holy shit! So. <laughs> you guys like the swarm you guys were just like hanging out all the time you know so in 1997 you're down in the narrows right yeah dude. you like you ride your bikes to this entry point and you kind of like walk your bikes down because it's like pretty loose you know there's not like a clear path you certainly couldn't like ride a bike down it it's pretty you know it's not necessarily safe okay so you like walk your bikes down there, kind of lay them on the ground. There's like a giant drainage ditch that's usually like dry, you know. It's not like it's fucking gross or anything. Yeah. You guys will like ride your bikes in them and stuff, and uh, you'll make like little bowling. Like you'll set, it, you'll find a bunch of like glass bottles, and you'll like set them up on one end, and you'll like you found a bowling ball down there one time. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, it was a a twelve pounder. The yeah. initials on it said. J, J, J. Holy shit. When you put, you found it, it was in like a bag. It was in like a, a leather bag. <laughs> yeah. And the leather, it was like a, it looked like a nice bowling ball. It was like a, like a very nice red leather bag. And uh, the zipper, like the, the little clasp on the zipper was just a pair of big tits. <laughs> you had to like open it up. And, and then the, the ball that says J, J, J on it. It was just like the deepest black you've ever seen. Oh my god! And you looked at it; you could just see your reflection, and you never looked more handsome than when you were looking into that ball. Jeez. It gave you all the confidence in the world. Cool. So you would like set up these bottles in the drainage ditch, and you'd bowl with that ball with three J's on it. God, the Hamlet is wild, dude. So one time you were uh, bowling, right? And you like weren't a good bowler, like to the point that like the other guys sure. were like, "We don't want you to roll it," because you're like, "Because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lose this ball." And you were like, "No, guys, come on!" And they're, oh, no. they're like, "Pat, well, okay." They're like, "Look, uh, Mike Tinto walks up to you, and he goes, yeah. look, Mike, look, Pat, uh, you get one shot at this. If you fuck this up, you're never bowling with this ball again.'" And you're like, okay. fine, I promise. I'll do it. <laughs> and so they're like, okay. Yeah. So uh, you like, they set up all the glass bottles. And uh, you kind of get back to where the line is, you know. You hear chariots of fire in your head. You know. Yeah. You take a couple steps towards those fucking bottles. And you think... Today's the day I earn the trust of my friends. And you let the what? ball go. You let it go, and it goes so far over those bottles that it's astounding. Like <laughs> It's like you fuck it up yeah. so bad that it looks like it's on purpose. Fuck. Mike Tinto, yeah. like it just goes down the ditch. Mike Tinto God just kind of turns, and he looks at you, and he goes, Are you fucking kidding me, Pat? Yeah, I know. He, uh, he puts out his cigarette. Whoa. Yeah. Mike's been smoking a lot, but you know what? It's down in the narrows. Anything goes. <laughs> so Mike puts a cigarette out. He goes, let's go get the fucking ball. 
and he like trudges into like the pipe. So you guys are walking for like a hundred yards, and you see there was like a wet spot in there that the ball rolled through, so you can kind of track it. You know, you got like yeah. a flashlight out, you're following it, and you like follow it for like I said, like a couple hundred feet. And when you find that ball, it's resting perfectly onto the hand of a dead man. Holy shit. Like, it's on his fingers, even. <laughs> like, they were just, it just rolled perfectly onto them. Oh, my gosh. Like, he like, like, like the dead hand caught it. Like, the dead hand caught it. Like, his, wow. his middle fingers are in the top holes, his thumb is in the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on, the finger. <laughs> They're in the bowling ball, yeah. It rolled perfectly onto his hand. And uh, you guys, like, fucking obviously, like, freak out. You know what I mean? You just scream. You, you, like, all just turn and run, right? So in 1997, you, like, ran out of there. You all went home. You all told your parents. Uh, The cops showed up. And you guys, like, went down and, and, like, into into the pipe. And you showed them that there was a body there. And it was like a crime wow. that rocked the area. It was a murder? Well, that's what you guys thought. <laughs> that's what me and the swarm thought? Yeah. <laughs> we had our own theories? Oh, for sure. Because you, you, um, you like, yeah. As you guys like, so you guys like found the body. And you were kind of like, what the, like, you were just, what the fuck? And you were like losing your shit. And you guys like went to run out of this pipe. And for just a split second, you raised your flashlight and you swear yeah. you saw a man. Oh my God. About six feet tall, bald on top, long on the back, you know, gray hair. Wow. He was wearing coveralls with like a red badge. You couldn't read the badge, but it was like bright red, like blood red. You know, holy shit. And uh, you just were terrified. So you just kept running. And he told the cops like because you saw him and he had a hammer in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He told the cops everything. And the cops like searched and there's like we couldn't find any any footprints. We couldn't find anything. Right. So like that summer, you guys like found this body reported to the police. The police uh, ruled it an accident. And it was honestly like kind of open and shut like there weren't any leads to go on there wasn't any weapon there was nothing there like the, they looked into it and like yeah the, the guy who it was had like a you know documented you know mental health issues like he wasn't like what's a, his name his name was mortimer <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, mortimer chung Chung. Yeah. So, yeah. Chung. Mortimer Chung. Uh, he was just like oh a guy gosh. who was like, you know, he was seeing a therapist and uh, had you know depression issues, but he wasn't like anything. He wasn't like a threat to anyone, like including himself, you know, but the police kind of used that to be like, hey, you know, we don't have anything to go on. We're going to classify this as an accident. Well, that's really sad to hear. That is really, that is a bummer to fucking hear, man. And that's what you and the rest of the swarm thought. Yeah. You guys would like, you guys kept going down to the narrows (laughs) and you kept like recreating the scene, you know, 
And you, what? Would, yeah, you would like, you would like walk in and you would like have your hands on your chins. Everybody's got a flashlight. Everybody's got a pen and paper. You know, you're trying to like remember anything. Can you see anything? You know, oh my God. You try to like, like, you look into it. And so you start like, you're like, this really affected us big time. It took up and it took up the entire summer of 97. So, man, you were, you like would talk about it. You're like, here's what I saw blue like blue overalls or blue like coveralls you know uh he had on bright red blood red patch i don't know who it was he was about six feet tall he had long gray hair but he was bald on top and you know he walked out of here with a hammer and you like all of your friends like like you guys you went to uh you went to uh like a like a a pier you know, you went on like a, it was like a summer festival and you described a, uh, you described the person to like an artist there and had them draw it. Yeah. But it looked like a fucking, like a Six Flags drawing. It was like a big caricature of this guy. Just this menacing looking man in like a blue jumpsuit. Okay. It was pretty terrifying, but it was honestly, you know, but at the same time, it's all you really had to go on. So you guys make copies of it. You put them around town and you're like, if you see this man contact the Dean residence and then in parentheses, you wrote, ask for Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Oh, that is so lame. So you guys put all of your home phone numbers on there and you did it all the same way. And you put Dang. these flyer up all over the area, right? You're walking, uh, you're walking by this little strip mall. You're asking if, you know, we can put these flyers up. Most people are like, get the fuck out of here. That's horrifying. No. Yeah. You know, but you keep trying because you know something isn't right. And you walked into this little, uh, you know, this little hardware store. And you go to ask the guy behind the counter if you can put it up. And when he turns around, you're looking at, like, the guy that you saw. Holy fucking he's, he's shit. Wearing, he's wearing dark blue coveralls. Holy fuck. He's got a blood red badge. It says Lloyd on it. Oh my God. And he uh he looks at at the at the thing and he looks at you and he goes Get out. If I see you in here again, they won't find the next one. I I mean yeah, I'm gone. Well, that's what you. So this is back then. So you did. You left, right? You What's le- the name of the store? Uh, it's called First Plus Hardware. Whoa. So you uh, you leave, right? You tell all the rest of the swarm. You're like, hey guys, I found it. it's this dude Lloyd at First Plus yeah. Hardware, and you guys like all ride your bikes there. You know, you kind of God. The swarm fucking rules, dude. You had you had a beautiful summer. Oh my god! A summer full of full of friendship and adventure. Yeah, these. Oh my god! So you and the swarm, you like go, you hide behind like a fucking uh, snow cone stand, you know? Yeah. You leave your bikes there. You like creep around. You see Lloyd outside, like putting the carts in the in the corral, and you're like, "That's him." And so uh, <laughs> you, you guys like call the cops and you like show them the picture that was drawn and you, you like show them him and the cops like, that's not in, what are you talking about? And it, long story short, motherfucker, that whole summer, there was no way you could prove it. So he got away with it. Did he know that we were talking to the cops about him? You get, you don't know for sure. 
But you recall like creeping behind that snow cone station and there's a cop on your hip leaning out over the back of you so you could point him out. Yeah. And you saw that Lloyd turned around and you went, oh, and you ducked back behind the snow cone stand. So you don't know if he saw you or not. But you you didn't have a way of proving it. So nothing ever happened. It's 1997. And he got away with it. So you get a phone call from Mike Tinto. Motherfucker. And he says, Pat. Yeah. It happened again. Son of a bitch. And he goes, we can't let him get away this time. You got to come home. Dude, I'm, I'm getting a flight that night. This can't. Fuck that, man. So you get damn it. You get God home. Damn it, Aaron. So you you pull into your your parents' house, right? Burnhamwood Drive. Yeah. You uh, walk in. You drop your bags at the door, and you go, "Hey, I'm home." Yeah. And uh, you're like, "Hello, hello, mom." You like walk upstairs, <laughs> right? And you yeah. walk into your parents' bedroom, and uh, there's nothing weird going on, but your dad is like pulling a camera out of a bag. And he goes, oh, hey, Pat, uh, good, uh, good to see you. And he puts the camera back in the bag. Hey, how are you? He goes, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, your mom's just in the bathroom getting ready. Hey, he's like, hey, honey, Pat's here. And she goes, oh, hey, hey, Patrick. Good. Hey, good to have you home. She goes, uh, why don't you head downstairs? We'll be down in a minute. All right. So you like go back. Yeah, I go back. You kind of like close the door and you hear your dad go. That was close. <laughs> and then you Fuck. you go downstairs. No. Fuck you. That sucks so bad, Aaron. So you, that uh, is so upsetting. You put your, I mean. Right. You, know, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. fine. I mean, you know, you know what? Honestly, what they were going to do, you know? We we know. No, I mean, I don't know. You have to ask them. But. Uh, term. Whatever. We're adults. Yeah. Whatever. So you uh, you think that's kind of that's kind of fucking weird. You put your you put your bags away in your room, right? Your folks come down. You have a tense conversation. You, uh, <laughs> you tell them that you're going to get together with uh with the swarm. With the swarm, and your mom goes, "Yeah." Oh, she goes, "Tell those boys I say hi." And and your dad goes, "Hey, uh, talk to that talk to that uh, the boy whose dad runs the glass place." He goes, "I got a." He kind of looks at your mom with a little devilish grin and he yeah. goes the back passenger window's got some damage to it okay i'll tell him and he goes i would i would goes, yeah i would goes, uh, uh, yeah he goes his dad's got my information we've been through this before so you're like All okay right. cool so you like leave is there a reason why you you can't contact him he goes, oh, I don't know. Maybe you know his son. Maybe he'll give. Maybe he'll give you a deal. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe if you're, maybe if you know, Mike asks him, he'll uh, hook me up. Okay, sure. And he, he, sure. he kind of looks at your mommy and he goes, "Dan, he should." After all the business we brought him. All right. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will. Talk, I'll. I'll talk to his son and I'll let you know what he says. Yeah. I would. I just act like nothing was happening. He goes, "Great." God damn it. He goes, "Uh, all right. Well, have fun." Tell the boys we say hi. Yeah, I will. You leave. I love you. We love you too, Patrick. Good. You leave. 
you close the door behind you, and you can swear that you hear your dad wiping his brow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can almost, you just hear the relief come whistling through the fucking keyhole, you know? Yeah, sure. Like a tea kettle Look. on the stove. Yeah. You hear the tension coming out of that house. Okay. Yeah. I, I keep walking. I walk to my car. So you walk to your car. You get in. I run to my car, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think, I honestly, if that happened, I would close the door and lock it as quickly as possible, and I would sprint to my car. So you uh, you get to your car, right? Yeah. You uh, you know exactly where to go. You go to the yeah. the entrance where the Narrows is. You yeah. pull up, you see the swarm standing there. Nice. And they've all aged, you know what I mean? Like they're they're like as well, old as you a, are. Yeah. I mean this is a few years down the road, you said? Yeah. So they're like they're like dudes, some of them I mean you haven't you haven't seen them in since so high we're school. Like thir- yeah, we're probably like thirty eight or thirty nine then. Yeah. Fuck. It's been a long time. And you've yeah. like you've like they're they're dudes that like you've kept up with over the years, you know? And you know that they've got like families and jobs and shit like that and what they're what they're yeah. what's going on in their lives. But you're not like tight with them like you were in the summer of ninety seven. Oh yeah. Well yeah, it'd be yeah, it's unrealistic to uh you know, uh it used to bother me that that was the case, but I realized it's it's kind of unrealistic to uh to think that way. So when you have your moments with your buds, you know. You be in the moment, and that's all you can do. So you guys, uh, you're kind of standing there, the entrance to the yeah. Narrows. Yeah. After a good couple minutes of catching up, Mike Tinto he pulls out a he pulls out a fucking flashlight. He goes, "All right, I want to show you guys. You guys walk down the hill that you went down so many times that summer. You pass a tree." Where you all carve your initials in. You run your finger along the scars you left on the bark. <laughs> and you're reminded of that time when life was simple <laughs> and you were young. Yeah, sure. And how if you could have anything in this world, anything at all, you'd want that summer in 97 again. Keep walking down the hill. I feel like my life is so much better now than it was in 1997. You see the uh, the dry drainage ditch. Yeah, you remember like one time you like pulled off like a you did a jump, right? You like ramped up, and you like <laughs> you like did a thing where you like clicked your heels in the air. <laughs> yeah, and you said we. And like when they're like you and you landed it and everybody was like, fuck, Pat, you could never do yeah. it again. But you think in just that moment, you're kind of like walking along, reliving the greatest hits of that summer down there in the narrows. You know, it's funny because there is literally an exact spot in, in my neighborhood that I'm thinking of right now. This is so funny, Aaron. So you uh you turn and left. You look into the into the pipe. Yeah, I'll take a photo of it next time I'm home. Mike Tinto stands there and he kind of looks at you and he goes I like to come back here every now and then. Yeah. Because it reminds me where I'm from. <laughs> okay. And he goes, what? I was down here. He was, I came down yesterday morning for the first time in like a month. He goes, I, I always look in here. He goes, every time I'm here, I can't help it. <laughs> okay. He goes, so I looked again. Right. And then he points and there's another body. 
no. In the ditch. Holy shit, Mike. Fuck. And he goes, I haven't told anybody. He goes, I couldn't bring myself to do it. He goes, we got to make things right this time. When did you, uh, when did you find this, Mike? He's yesterday. And he looks at you and he goes, in all these years, I never believed you. He goes, but I saw him. He's got tears streaming down his cheeks. He goes, I fucking saw him, Pat. He goes, I'm so sorry. I never believed you. He goes, I'm so That's sorry. Okay. No, it's, yeah. He like, weird times. He leans, get it. he leans in and he cries. You fear his, you feel his tears soak through your shirt. I probably cry a little too. You cry too. To be honest with you. The four of you guys just cry together right there. Yeah. And you, uh, Mike Tinto looks up and he goes, let's get this motherfucker. I look, I look. I look at Mike Tinto through tears in my eyes and I say, I know where this fucking guy works. So you all kind of nod. I, I, I go, I, I look at Mike and I go, we can find this guy. So you all nod, right? This is fucking crazy, Aaron. You walk up, you walk, you hike back up that fucking hill. You get up to the top. You're so jacked. You're not out of breath. You know what I mean? Like, oh you're gosh. just like, and you know, like normally you would be, but like this time, like you were just so fucking amped up. You guys all get into your rental car. <laughs> I think I'd still be crying a little. Everybody's crying. You guys are just, oh, no. you guys are all just fucking jacked, man. Fuck. Yeah. You look over, uh, you see Steve Willoughby just do a fucking key bump, right? He's like, <laughs> He rolls a window down and he just screams. <laughs> he just is doing coke he, and screaming. He screams so loud a car alarm goes off. Oh my gosh. Does, he, see, does he give any out? No. You see a okay. busty housewife come running out onto the lawn, turning off the, uh, the alarm. You adjust your mirror to check her out. Do I? And you speed you speed right through a fucking stop sign, dude. So you drive. Dude. You pull up to first plus hardware. There is a stop sign in my neighborhood that I always run through. Always. This is kind of freaking me out a little. So you pull up to first plus hardware? Yeah. You look at the, the clock. It's 8.58. Somebody pulls out their phone. They close at 9. Okay. You sit there in the parking lot, the four of you just breathing. Sure. Fogging up the windows. Gross. Why are we breathing so heavily? You're just fucking amped up, dude. You're so psyched. <laughs> okay. So you're breathing heavy, right? Nine o'clock comes. You see the lights power off. I guess I look at the guys and I go... I'm trying. I'm trying to think of uh, like a something to say to kind of pump us up to go. Are we, are we, are we gonna like break in? Break inside the the store? Do what you do, think? I or? don't know. What are you gonna do, man? I guess I go look, gang. First of all, I'm picturing a very specific part of town when you're talking about where this place is. Yeah. So I think what I do is I'm assuming it has like um, stores on either side of it. Yeah. There's just like it's like a weird sort of. L-shaped building. So it has it has like one front and there's another store around sure. the other side. Okay. In that case, then... Okay, perfect. 
I guess our plan that I propose to uh, the rest of the swarm is that we go to, we hide like kind of to the side to where the other uh, like business would be or whatever. Yeah. And then when he comes out, we fucking swarm. So you say that. You tell him that. You go, let's fucking swarm him. Stephen Willoughby, just high on cocaine, just starts going. <laughs> Steve. No, come on, man. So you guys get out, right? Yeah. You all kind of creep. You like sneak your way forwards, right? You sneak wow. your way towards the fucking store. You can hear people on the inside having a, like a conversation. Like, uh, you know, they're just talking about, hey, see you, what is, see you tomorrow. He goes, I'm going to Tiny's for a drink. You want to come? You know, I got to get home. You know, they're just having, they're, they're just having like that, that last bit of small talk. Yeah. Right. You see the door open. Two guys walk out. First guy's about, Five eight, very squatty frame, medium gray hair, thick gray mustache. He's wearing those blue coveralls, the red wow. name tag. See a guy come out after him. He turns and he's the one that locks the door. He's about six feet tall. Yeah. He's got long gray hair, bald on top. Wearing those blue coveralls with a red patch. It's him. So you kind of like say to the other guys, it's him. You see the first guy get in his truck and he goes, all right, Lloyd, I'll see you tomorrow. And you see Lloyd go, have a good night, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Ken leaves, goes home to his fucking wife who loves him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ken Stalter. Cool. So Lloyd standing there. He's unlocking his the door to his truck. What do you do? Um, I run towards him. Well, first, before I do this, I turn to the group and I and I kind of go like, like make like a motion, like come with me. Yeah. And I run towards him and I scream, swarm, 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 and I we fucking jump on this guy. So you guys uh, scream, swarm, 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 right? Yeah. Stephen Willoughby is the first one to get there. You don't know how this happens, but yeah. Lloyd turns and just cleaves him in the head with a hammer. Holy fucking shit. And he just kind of like shakes for a second and falls to the ground. And Lloyd looks no. up. Lloyd looks up at you and he goes, hey, boys, we meet again. And he uh, he pulls out his cell phone and he makes a call and he says, I got him. And he hangs up. What? What do you do? I, I, I am so angry at this point. We run towards him and I, I try my hardest to hurt him. So you like run towards him. The three of you guys that are left. You guys I go run shoulder. I go, I go like shoulder first. You go like shoulder first and you catch him right in the midsection, right? You drop him. You put your shoulder wow. into him. You tackle him right up against the side of his truck, and he falls to the ground. 
you reach back and you hit him like three or four times in the face. You break his More jaw. That, you dude. can feel More it. More than that. You I see mean, the he, blood he fly just from killed his lip. My- he killed one of the swarm members. You, I, I hit him way more than that. You get three or four times in, and then you are blinded Son by a bitch. white light. You look up, there's a pair of headlights just like blinding you, right? To the cop? You see a, you see a silhouette get out of the car. Like, it looks like a few people get out of the car. Oh, shit. You smell brute cologne on the air wow and you hear like three different sets of footsteps walking towards you and you hear lloyd he goes i got him boss i found him what and then you see from behind the lights you know how when somebody passes past the lights you can make them out who they are yeah yeah you see walking to you a man. He's an older guy. Looks to be probably, I don't know, somewhere in his 60s. Silver hair. And he's got each one of his arms around a buxom. Holy fucking shit. Babe. Oh, no. And you look at the limousine and it says JJJ on the license plate. And he looks at you. And he looks fucking angry. And he goes, boys, I lost a bowling ball that meant a lot to me. I know where I lost it. I know you guys took it years ago. And then you see Lloyd smile and Lloyd tells you, he goes, he hired me to find you guys. It took some work to do. And he just kind of laughs, spits up a bunch of blood. I sit on his neck. You sit on his neck, and then uh, <laughs> you see you see uh, you see the man reach his hand out. And he holds up three fingers, and then he turns them upside down. And those two bodacious blondes <laughs> come over to you guys, and they stomp the shit out of you. Yeah, they each put a heel fuck. through each one of your skulls. <laughs> God damn it! it. Like it's fucking like you know, just like you're just like you're piercing an eggshell, you know, just right through your fucking skull. You're uh, you're choking out Lloyd. He's all he's just like moments from death, and you get this fucking heel through your skull. She pins you into the fucking ground. She spits on your face. So <laughs> and hold you, on. you hear Lloyd. You hear Lloyd laugh, and uh, you fucking die right there in the parking lot of First Does Place Lloyd, Hardware. Does Lloyd die? No. He didn't. 3J used his immense resources. He was feeling good in about six to eight weeks. He kept his job and everything. Even got a raise. So I died in McLean, Virginia. He died in McLean, Virginia. Yeah. The last thing you remember seeing is just the rest of the swarm on the ground. Holes in their heads. What a what a pointless death. What a boring place to die. What a pointless (laughs) fucking death. Yeah. It meant nothing. nothing. Nothing ever did meant anything. No. Fuck. <laughs> nothing we did stopped anything. No. Yeah. He hired Lloyd to to kill somebody to draw you guys out of the fucking woodwork. And it worked. Yeah, it worked to me. It worked to me. <laughs> it worked, I mean, it worked yeah. twice. Yeah. All right. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs>